0: the struggle is real a podcast by family bridges for modern parenting check out this week's episode
1: i hope you're ready noah there are so many fun things to do in iowa i don't know it. jenny seems
2: like a lot of corn so far
1: i swear i had no idea you drew these are like legit
3: i have a lot of time to practice <laughs> like when you're waiting for me pretty much yeah exclusively actually see princess penelope That is how you greet a
4: blood prince.
5: Sounds like the lessons have begun. I must be off.
4: Blood prince? Isn't that a Harry Potter novel?
0: (laughs) The Struggle is Real podcast starts in 3, 2, 1.
5: Hello, welcome to the Struggle is Real once again. I am Omar Ramos alongside Veronica Avila and of course, Dr. Alicia Loz. Hello ladies, how are you?
6: I'm doing well, very lovely, Mr. Ramos,
5: <laughs> and
6: I'm doing very well, happy to be here. Are you feeling better? I am feeling
5: much better, yes. Yeah, Dr. Alicia was under the weather, but she's back with us today, so we're excited about that. Veronica.
0: Yes, today we have a very interesting topic. I think it's a topic that we've all talked about already, and we hope that our new generations can get on board with this because it's important. It's called manners.
5: Manners, manners, manners. Yes, unfortunately, they seem to be fading away little by little with uh, like the new generations, but today we're going to figure it out to try to bring them back and exercise them as much as we can.
0: That's right. Now, to talk about this, we've invited someone who likes to tell it how it is. I'm talking about Mikey Oh or Michael roo, Kendo. Roo, roo, Yeah, roo. also oh. known as Mikey O. He's an entrepreneur, actor, comedian, father, and community influencer. Welcome, Mikey.
7: And a man of no manners. Yeah. No, no, no,
0: no. Who will call you out for
7: having <laughs> that? That's exactly right.
0: I, I,
5: I. I just want to add that I'm like the biggest Mikey O fan in Chicago. Yeah. Oh, oh, I like 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 big time. And I've said this to him in his face before, and I'm going to uh-huh. say it again. I'm your biggest fan. Oh, I appreciate it, brother. Thank I'm, you, man. I'm always supporting the stuff
7: that he does community uh, wise. So. Thank you, man. Just, hilarious. I have one fan now. Thank you. I have one fan. <laughs> you thank
0: have two you. and three. They come three oh, three and four. go. They I come go. They go. and go. They come and go. Thank
5: you guys so much for having me this morning. So, group today, I'd like to ask you what manners did you? Practice when you were a kid that you wish your kids would practice today? Veronica.
0: Well, uh, one that I've seen fading away and it bothers me is when there is an elderly person and then they need a seat mm-hmm. and there's mm-hmm. a young person sitting down. They won't get up to
6: give them the seat.
5: Goodness, that yeah, you're right. That
6: bothers me like you have no idea.
0: I see that on the trains mm-hmm.
5: a lot.
6: I don't know why. It's like conscientiousness of others, right? And when you do see it, it's almost like wow, it sick. Yeah, yeah. Good job, man. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's, it's it's
7: so rare that recently I don't know a, a video went viral because mm-hmm. a guy, a young kid, did it on the train, and this video went viral. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw it, and yes. I'm like, well, why did that go viral? That's what, yeah. you know I would hope that my son would do that, or right, yeah. you know.
6: Absolutely, absolutely. It Dr. Be...
7: Alicia, I'm gonna ask you the same question.
6: Yeah, you know, one thing I noticed that we struggle with our kids. Kids is them not interrupting when adults are talking, you know, or just saying, excuse me. I feel like I'm constantly correcting and redirecting them. Mm-hmm. Like, I never did that when I was a kid. You know, I would remember that you just do not interfere in adults' conversations. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is about kids today that they just, they, <laughs> yeah, they just butt right in They just feel like, you know. Well, there we go. That's the thing that we have to keep working on, at least in my household.
5: Yeah, you know, when I was growing up in uh, Central California, uh, my mom had this thing where she would actually slap our hands if we pointed at anybody or if we were staring at people. She'd be like, hey, Ben what were you staring at her? why are you pointing and the other thing that she had she was so adamant about if we never said thank you gracias uh-huh. after somebody did something for us so those are the kind of things that i try to implement with my daughter nowadays so now my daughter says thank you for everything when she's around me i don't know if she's doing it because she's scared <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. you know because she's like yeah obviously she knows that i'm right there. i'm staring at everything but she's a
7: she's become a very polite individual thanks to the way that we've been able to raise her so yeah wonderful
0: how about you mike
7: well, you know, I, uh, you guys uh, who know me know that I go right back to parental accountability mm-hmm. with just about everything I am asked about. So the thing is, is that we also have a lot of adults who have forgotten manners as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I live, I uh, am a little bit fortunate in the sense that I am my own boss. So I get to sometimes behave a little differently. As an example of that, if I have a venue as I had a couple of weeks ago, I had an event in which I had about 800 people. Mm-hmm. The number of young men sitting and not offering a seat to a lady ah. was just, it was. I mean, you know, I mean, we've got guys sitting at the bars and women were saying, hey, are there any seats anywhere else? I'm like, yeah, there's. they're all in front of you. And I literally would go up to guys and say, you're not really going to sit there for three hours, are you? Stand up and let a lady sit for a while. And I was going around the club doing this. People were like, oh, my God, you can get in trouble. Well, I can't get in trouble. But I guess what I'm saying is is we also have a great amount of adults yeah. not mannering as well. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'm with you. Growing up Puerto Rican, there was no way in the world you were going to walk through Two adults talking. Mm-hmm. So if you did not walk through that space, one adult on one side, one Tia on the other, one of these three adults was going to bring it to your attention that you just did not do that and yes. definitely not interrupt in talking. But I remember my mother saying, you know, giving you that eye like,
6: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah.
7: It's over, you know. <laughs> <so>. <laughs>
0: Have we forgotten to do that?
7: Well, I mean, you know, sometimes uh, I've seen my son do some of the very same things that I just did. And then I got to call myself out mentally and then say, "Okay, I'm going to let this one ride because I just did the same thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to let this one ride. And then the next one, I will pretend that I am perfect and he is not. You <laughs> know what I mean? <laughs> no, you know, because because, you know, sometimes you got to call yourself out. And yeah, as, I, I think yeah. we have a, a great amount of adults not, you know, minding their manners as well. And true. so yeah, young people true. are watching it.
3: Yeah. True. True. Yep. true.
0: Now, we're going to mention a couple of um, manners that according to the Good Men Project, kids should have or their 18 manners every teen should have by age 18. Here we go.
5: Just Saying do it. please
0: and thank you. You just mentioned it. Yes.
5: And on this side, uh, offering a sincere apology after doing something wrong. Mm
0: -hmm. Writing thank you notes to those who give them gifts, especially now where emails and texts are a big thing. When you write something, it's extra
5: special. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a big one with me. Uh, saying excuse me if you need to get somebody's attention or maybe walk by someone. It's a pet peeve with me when, like, I'm, I'm talking to someone and then somebody just cuts right across it. And they don't even say excuse me or anything like yeah. that. So, yeah, please practice that one if you can.
0: Yes. Respecting people's personal space and avoiding inappropriate physical contact with
6: others. Aye, that one's a little... That's really hard. I know. Yeah. My daughter, she's just so people-trusting, and mm-hmm. my husband will walk through rules, like, don't just sit in anybody's lap when we go to somebody's house, because they're always going on play dates and birthdays, mm-hmm. and there's all sorts of people, and she just is easily one over, you know? Yeah, <laughs> sure. You just don't know what kind of people you'll That's get. That's true. But, yeah, it's it's a hard one.
7: Well, she's okay. No, I mean, her heart is in the right oh, place. Oh, yeah, it is. Unfortunately, <laughs> we don't. No, you know, her yeah, heart's yeah. in the right place, but we don't, we don't know nowadays. It's Yeah, a, no,
0: it's just that you yeah. get all sorts of people Absolutely. I yeah. agree. You got to be careful. Now, how to greet people, making eye contact, firm handshake, and make introductions. And then when you go, and I think we can all... Comment on this one. When you go into a place, you go and meet, greet everyone. Yeah. Is that a Latino thing? I,
6: I think know. that's a
0: I, I, very I, I, Latino thing. It, it's it's a very
5: Latino thing, but there's like a lot of cultures that I obviously practice that, yeah. and especially the handshake. Like yeah. my dad, as a kid, he would like almost break my knuckles. He was like, you got to do it hard like this, mijo. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's a big one. And this is another one that not just some kids need to learn or they don't practice. Also, uh, adults, uh, knocking on closed doors and waiting for a response before entering. Yeah. So that is like something that I've always told my daughter. You know, don't just assume you could walk in. Like, please knock mm-hmm. on the door. Ask, inquire if you could come in, and then proceed thereafter.
3: Yes,
0: for sure. And we're going to be mentioning a couple more uh, during the podcast. But now, why don't we go and listen to our first sketch?
5: I'm ready for it if you're ready.
0: (laughs) (laughs) For sure, this one's called Midwest
1: Guest. Welcome to my humble abode. I hope you're ready, Noah. There are so many fun things to do in Iowa.
2: I don't know, Aunt Jenny. Seems like a lot of corn so far.
1: What's not fun about corn (laughs) Now, if you don't mind taking your shoes off in the house...
2: Um, why would you do that? You want to see my socks or something? That's weird.
1: No, it's it's just that I, I don't have a lot of time for cleaning the floors, and this helps me not to do that.
2: Oh, so we're not going to only eat corn, are we?
1: Well, we'll have a little of it, and we'll get it off the honor system. What? There are some neighborhood shops, and they have corn and other vegetables, but there's no shopkeepers, so you just leave a little money in their box and leave.
2: Why doesn't someone, like... Take all the money and stuff.
1: Because that wouldn't be very nice. It ain't cheap to make corn, you know. Again, we're not just eating corn, are we? Oh, just you wait. We're going to get you your first scotcheroo, your first tenderloin. Uh,
2: I like eating food, Aunt Jenny.
1: That is food, silly. What, would you like a glass of ice water?
2: You got any fizzy green?
1: No, I don't usually have any pop. Here's a glass of water, though.
2: That's weird.
1: Well, I, I have diabetes, so I gotta watch my blood sugar.
2: No way. I didn't realize you were dying.
1: Okay, I'm not dying. I, I just have to watch what I eat or I'll get tired.
2: Oh, me me too, I guess. Can we get some later? Is that on our system, too?
1: Uh, no, um, not a lot of pop farmers around here, you know? Although I I think the Riggins do grow some cane sugar.
2: How long am I staying here?
1: Your mom said I've got you as long as I like. You know, she told me about your little incident with the spray paint and the statue.
2: Oh, she told you about that? Aunt Jenny, why are you pouring all those glasses of water?
1: Now, I don't know if you saw those construction workers outside. They they looked mighty hot out there. So? Well, let's offer them a little cool-off. Can you bring some ice water to them? What?
2: They're going to think I'm weird.
1: (laughs) They're going to think you're nice. That just might be weird for you.
0: All right. Well, we just heard Aunt (laughs) Aunt Janie in Iowa receiving her nephew Noah, who obviously got in trouble at home for vandalizing. She was very nice and welcoming, but he was the opposite. He was like rude. She's trying to give him the best thing she or what she has, offering what she has, and then he's so ungrateful. But then she gives him this lesson, right? With the guys outside working on construction, she's offering water, and
6: he's like, "What?" They're gonna think I'm weird. It's nice, weird, doctor. Yeah, you, you almost feel how heavy he feels, yeah. right? And there's also other issues going on, but just keeping it in terms of the context of today, which mm-hmm. is manners. I think it's important to teach him the why not just the what. And yes. when you think about it, think about, if have you ever done a puzzle across, you know, those puzzles that mm-hmm. are 500 pieces or 300 pieces or a 1,000? And if you were to try to put those together without looking at the bigger picture and you were just trying to fumble your way across, it would be incredibly frustrating because you just have a bunch of pieces everywhere and you're trying to look at the details. And I think it's the same in context here, if you're able to look at the bigger picture, then the pieces come together. And I think kids, it's important for understanding, you know, it's that figure ground concept that can work on the specific task and behavior of a bigger vision for it. And so for adults, if we have a bigger vision of what we're pushing forward, that's going to motivate us. And so the why gives us the motivation to push forward because I have a vision of the picture of the future. Mm -hmm. That's what a vision does, right? It propels you, gives you passion, and you are interested in doing that. So with this kid, he's obviously very unmotivated, and giving him a long laundry list of things to do without tapping into that which is intrinsic motivation, mm-hmm. all you're going to do is get more rude behavior, and maybe he'll follow through, you know, just kind of dragging along because his heart is not in it. So if you want someone's heart to be in it, you got to give him a why. you got to give him the bigger vis- vision for them to grasp onto. Hmm. It makes a lot of sense in this particular scenario. How would you, what would you
0: teach him? Because, I mean, he's obviously grown up this way till now. Mm-hmm. So how do we change things
6: around?
5: It's kind of a bend branch already. Yeah. How yeah. do you unbend it, Dr. Uh-huh. Alicia?
6: Obviously got to get to the heart of it. I would start tapping in into calling it what it is. Hey, you're acting <laughs> rude. You're being really critical. You're being really sarcastic start with what you have and say what's that about, right? First, go dig in there and figure out what that's about. And then you can go to, you know, listen to him out, listen to what he's saying, get to the truth first, and then you can create a bridge where you say, okay, I get where you're coming from in this house, though. we have got manners, and Mm -hmm. and then you can kind of bridge to what you expect. Mm -hmm. But first, you you gotta go to the heart. Yes, yes. I did spend, like, my summers
0: with my aunts and my grandparents in Mexico, but I would see a lot of kids also doing the same thing, and it seems now like a Weird experiment, but it's making sense. Kids would go out there. Maybe they didn't tell them the why, but when they came back and they saw the how and how things were were done over there, they came back being nicer. Yeah. Did that yeah.
7: ever happen to you? Well, no. Talking? I. It's funny because the whole time that was playing and now, of course, when the doctor was talking, uh, I remember many cousins. You know, I got to remember if that's why I was sent to Puerto Rico a couple of times.
1: <laughs> <But> no,
7: <laughs> no, you know what I mean? Lo a we We're going to send them over mm-hmm. there for a while. A ver si se See if he calms down. See if he straightens out, you know. Sometimes when my kids have acted up, when I've seen that in them a little bit, I've always had to stop the moment, ask them, hey, you know, what's happening? Yeah. All good? here something's happening here and -hmm. I I lost it so help me get to where you're at so I understand why you have such an issue giving this guy water or such an issue just you know cooperating I don't want to go there I don't what do you want I don't want to do this and I could tell there's something Mm -hmm. bigger there
6: yeah I think what tends to happen is with any scenario we go to the head so we try to appeal to their logic but they're all in their heart yeah and so you got to take an elevator down and go down and speak to where they're at otherwise you completely miss the mark Yeah. yeah And it doesn't matter what you say that's very logical and sequential. They're not there. So you got to first take an elevator down and go to the heart. Because if you stay in the head, you're not going to
5: go anywhere. Yeah. True, yeah. true. And just to kind of piggyback on that, uh, Dr. Alicia, when you're taking that elevator down or up, yeah. what have you, how early do we start that?
6: Oh, as soon as possible. My kids is, since little, they're having a temper tantrum. And you, what do you do? You're going to have a conversation about why it's important for them not to have a temper tantrum. <laughs> I mean, first you emote with them and you say, you're really angry or you're really upset. I mean, after you remove them from that situation, right? And then you go back and you explain the behavior that you'd like for them to have mm-hmm. and why. I remember as a, My kids, they would have a temper tantrum. I would just get on the floor and have a temper tantrum with them. And they look at me and they're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm doing what you're doing. And they'd stop. But then we're like, well, let's talk about how you're feeling. Where are you feeling angry? Oh, I'm feeling angry here in my body. Okay. And then we talk about it. And then we teach them how to, okay, let's count to 10. And then we go, okay, like, this is how I'd like for you to behave. Then I can have a conversation about why. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. why did it make sense for them to act out at the grocery store or whatever. That makes total sense. Be where they're at and match their energy and their emotion. And then once you join them, then they can listen to you and can, you can rationalize once they've come down.
7: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. I always like to throw this at my son and just tell him, let me ask you a question, Mikey. Why did you think that was OK? I, I'm asking because I just want to know. I wanted to see how you thought about yeah. that. Let me, let me know because maybe I missed it, you know. And then, believe it or not, he'll come around and be like, oh, you know, well, maybe that wasn't, you know. The point is, is that I'm not claiming that you're 100% wrong, I'm asking to explain to me what your reasoning was for that. Why did you think it was okay mm-hmm. to completely disrupt that class or to completely, right. you, you know, me as a parent, I always, I've always i removed myself from the idea that I uh, am the parent and I am supposed to absolutely 100% know it all the mm-hmm. time right? and be right all the time. I, so the yeah. sooner I came to terms with that, the easier I started to understand
6: I really like what you're saying. You're saying be curious about what's going on. Don't just jump into all the assumptions. Yeah. You don't know.
0: And you know what? I find that kids, the older they get, they really appreciate that you're really taking the time to understand where they're coming from so that they get out of that anger mode and then just really talk. uh, You're speaking to their heart.
5: Yeah, they open up for sure.
0: Love it. Thank you. (laughs) I I have a a 14-year-old and I'm thinking, yeah, I've had those little moments and that's what made a difference. So Yeah. Thank you for that. Let's go to the next one, Omar.
5: Yeah, this is called While You Were Waiting.
3: Phew, sorry I'm late. I forgot I told my mom I cleaned the clothes off my floor. Oh, yeah? I meant to do it last night, but I got sucked into playing boom Please, and you know how it goes. Uh-huh. What you got going on there? Just the drawing. I'm done. I didn't know you could draw. All right, let's hit the swings. Bunch of kids are already lined up. Maybe we can play on the monkey bars until they're done. Oh man, I came to get my swing on. Yeah, they got here at noon, when I got here. Yeah man, uh, sorry I was late. So what is this thing you're drawing? You like it? It's my new portfolio. I had too many drawings and I wanted to save, so I bought one. Are these all of the swing set? I swear, I had no idea you drew. These are like, legit. I have a lot of time to practice. (laughs) Like when you're waiting for me? Pretty much, yeah, exclusively. Actually, these were all done when you were running late. See that one? That was a month ago. The shading on that one was super hard. I'm not gonna lie, I'm like a little offended. Why? You just have this collection of art you made when I was running late. There's like 20 sketches here. How's that supposed to make me feel? Um, I only have 48 hours of weekend. I'm not even late that much. Okay. Am I? Enough for me to get really good at drawing. Lateness is a sign of optimism. What is this a sign of? Passive aggression? What should I do instead? Just sit and wait for you? Why are you mad at me? I never make you feel bad for being late. Because you've been gathering your anger into one big drawing book. Using my time to learn a new skill is better than wasting it. Honesty is a virtue. So is being on time. Yeah, the priest at church is always telling me about being on time. How would you know? Your family barely makes it for the whole ceremony. Let me see that pencil. Oh, here, get my good side. I'm going to get your rude side. Oh, now I'm rude? Yeah, you're totally rude. Don't you know about it? What? What are you talking about? I'm not that rude. You are absolutely rude. Uh, no, I'm not. Lateness is happiness. I'm happy over here. Yeah, well, lateness is garbage, and I don't like you for it.
5: Okay, so we're back, and we just heard uh, preteens Darnell and Gabriela arguing after Darnell waited for Gabriela, who was late again. She's been late so many times, apparently, that Darnell has a notebook full of drawings for every time she's late. Now, they argue to the end without resolving nothing, nada. Now, Mikey, I want to ask you this. Wouldn't it have been easier for Gabriela to recognize that she was wrong and apologize to her friend than try to, like, argue this thing out?
7: Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that 100%. Much easier. There's a wonderful video of uh, yesterday. An amazing lesson I wish the whole world would have sought of Paul Rodriguez saying it's okay for me to be wrong Mm -hmm. and it's okay for you to let me be wrong with an apology. But it's an awesome video. Nice. Uh, The point is, is that that is 100% right. And I think that it it would have been much easier to say, you know what? I'm late. I am sorry that I was late. And it's kind of over at that point. But one of the best lessons I got early on in business about being late was a guy that we had scheduled two-month meeting for. Not only were we late for the meeting, Mm. but the first person that walked in sat down and got on their phone and started texting. And the guy stops the meeting and says, you guys waited two months for this? Meeting's over. Canceled the meeting. We didn't get the show. We were completely rude. Number one, we didn't apologize for being late. Number two, we sat down and, and acted like it was all about us. Rude again. Yeah. Um, whereas and I think the meeting should have started with an apology and an effort to be a part of the process and we blew that and, wow. but I, I never forgot it because I, I'm just the honest and the truth I've never been late again um, lesson no no hard lesson but yeah. you know again that apology, that acknowledgment that you're wrong, for some people, that's very difficult. Yeah. It's
6: amazingly difficult, and it goes such a long
7: way. It does. Mm-hmm. Such it does. a long
6: way. And sometimes, I know with couples that we work with, I'll even encourage them, if they can't even utter the words, just like gently hold the person's hand. You know, like sometimes even the nonverbal gesture right. is a starting spot. Like yeah, yeah. They can't seem to just utter it. So sometimes just even starting non-verbally, but obviously saying it, the power of the words, has even greater impact.
7: Absolutely. We don't go out in comedy... We hope that we don't go out of our way intentionally to hurt anybody's feelings. There is a a lot of room. A lot of people think that in comedy and in jokes that there should be constant apology. So I always, when a client, a customer comes up to me and says, I was a little bit offended by that. I always listen to the joke in its entirety. And then I try to explain to the person, you know, listen to the joke because it's a very fine line. Yeah. yeah. And if there's a reason there for an apology, we're going to go there. Mm-hmm. Intentional Doing something intentionally is usually not always the case, but I think that if you're wrong, the apology is across the board. In other words, if it was intentional, I'm sorry, and maybe I don't see the wrong in that, Mm -hmm. but you do, and you are hurt, so I'm sorry.
6: Right, right, right. And if our kids can learn that early on, yeah. then we will crea- create kids that are going to grow up. They're going to wor- be in the workplace. They're going to have relationships. They're going to be married. They're going to have their own children. And yeah. those are habits that, if they don't learn early on, it's really difficult. Right? It is, and it's so essential to and making it's very relationships.
7: Part of me, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. part of my manners, and it was very paralyzing.
6: Yeah. Yes. Now,
0: we also heard Darnell, who was hurt, obviously. He was very offended with enough reason. They just went at it. It was like he kept track with this notebook. He's building this resentment, right? Mm -hmm. He's keeping track. So, I don't know, shouldn't we teach our kids to also face issues head on, early on, so it doesn't build? Because I know that can be very destructive to the self I know from my own experience of not saying anything and then when it builds it builds and you finally explode I call it the volcanic yeah. Yeah. Uh, the volcanic uh, uh, effect it's worse because you're not ho- only hurting yourself but then it becomes what we saw this big boom and you don't get anywhere
7: yeah yeah, yeah. And then
0: vengeance takes root,
6: right? And then that's all destructive. That
7: could be, yes. I think sometimes it's okay to say right when you meet, right when you see the person that you feel a little bit off by, you say, you know, it's okay, I'd like to start this conversation this way so we can move on. But I'm a little bit upset about what happened. I want you to know I would appreciate it if you would be on time. It helps me with my schedule. Mm-hmm. I also have things to do. Yeah. And so is that cool? Can we get off that way? Okay, now it's over. Let's yeah, move on. What are we exactly, gonna do?
6: Exactly. And then it's no longer an issue.
7: Right. Yes. But, but it's bothering me and it's gonna it's gonna show in my other behavior. So let's just let's just get it over Plus,
6: with. Plus just one more note around that. I think a lot of people live in the past. You know, it's like eighty percent of their moment is <laughs> mm-hmm. living in the past and mm-hmm. they're always regurgitating and it's like they're archaeologically digging. And some of others are like for me, I'm like ninety percent in the future, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> and my you know, so I have to be more in the present. But What kind of children do you want to raise? Do you want to raise children who are always digging in the past? Mm, Or do you want them to be more present and future oriented? Yeah.
7: And that backpack, that backpack gets heavy. It gets heavier and heavier. It gets heavier heavier and heavier and heavier. And let me tell you, it can knock you down.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. Good
7: stuff. Good stuff. So uh, we're going to go
5: ahead and move forward now. And uh, I guess we have our next sketch ready to go. Veronica?
0: Yes. This was called The Reeducation of Princess Penelope Plow.
5: You are simply wonderful, my princess. There's absolutely no reason to fuss.
4: If you think so, my prince. Who
5: cares what your etiquette professors say? They just love castle gossip.
4: Wait, what'd they say?
2: Ah, good afternoon, Lady Cordray.
4: Your Royal Highness. See, Princess Penelope? That is how you greet a blood prince.
5: Sounds like the lessons have begun. I must be off.
4: Blood prince? Isn't that a Harry Potter novel? <laughs> mm-hmm. Your sense of humor may charm the gossip rags, but in the Royal Castle, we uphold hundreds of years of tradition, actual books of it. Uh, Harry Potter is a book, though I did listen to it on CD. <laughs> um, so what's the lesson today? What is... Uh, what is the lesson today? How how to hold a teacup? How to descend a staircase? (laughs) (laughs) You know what made Harry Potter magic? Oh, I know this! Uh, uh, this, The scar! The wand! His wand! Harry Potter came from a tradition of magic. I think I know where you're going with this. Her dad was a plumber. Her mom was a plumber's wife. Harry Potter respected the tradition he came from. Maybe you should go respect yours. Uh, have you seen a plumber with a plunger? Basically a wizard and a magic wand. I cannot work under these conditions. You are obsessed with your potty humor. Hey, hey, I'm listening. I am listening. See? I'm avoiding contractions. I-, I stop eating. When the queen eats, I avoid shellfish in public. We all know the last one isn't true. <laughs> so you do read the gossip rags. <laughs> I'm done. I have no more lessons to teach you. You aren't going to learn. Wait, done? But 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 I want to be a proper princess. Proper princesses do not fare yoga pants under their dresses. Uh, it's cold in here. It's been cold in here since 1837. You mean when it officially became a royal estate during the reign of Queen Victoria? So you have been reading the books? I used Wikipedia. Uh, Lady Caudry. I want to enter into this tradition of, of balls and galas and processions and have the etiquette to go with it, but I also want to remain of the people. Being of the people doesn't mean being rude. That's an insult to the people. As members of the royal court, we have time to work on etiquette, and there's nothing ruder than wasting time. So it is my job to be nice? To show the people how it is nice to be nice. Eh, fair enough. Well then, someone get me a teacup to practice holding. Please?
0: (laughs) Someone get me a teacup to hold. Please. That was quite interesting. Now, I want to mention that this sketch was based on the reported etiquette lessons of Meghan Markle and Kate Middleton before they married the Prince Harry and Prince William, now Dukes. Huh. I got exhausted just by listening to that. Now, <laughs> we have this modern princess learning the traditions and etiquette of royalty, but obviously they have to follow strict rules, and that's it is mm-hmm. what it is out there, right? But for the rest of us out here in the world, how do we draw the line between what's acceptable and... And what's not?
6: Doctor. Yeah, that's a good one. First of all, I think parents should have this podcast on for their kids because that would be a fun (laughs) skit for them Mm -hmm. to listen to. Good conversation for manners. (laughs) One of the things I was thinking about is how culture plays a role, right? Mm -hmm. How in some cultures there's different ways that you... You salute people. I was thinking of my own, not too long ago, my husband. We were in Florida, and his family's there. We had dinner, and, you know, before we left, you know, he had the kids say goodbye to all of the aunts, Mm -hmm. you know, and those, like, a lot of people and they had to go one by one and I'm just thinking that there's also cultural pieces that we want to pass on to our children and how important it is for us to think about that and be able to pass that on and and figure that but in some other cultures that might not be the case right? They might do something else or the kiss in the cheek might be acceptable whereas it might not be in the other context so as parents I'm just thinking that we need to figure out what we want to pass on to our kids and have a conversation about that and then be um, purposeful about it Mm -hmm. so I don't know if that answers your question but that's where my mind went as it related to the skit
0: Yes Listen, you know what? For the kids that are growing up here, now that you mentioned that, how do we find that balance? Because I know some kids don't like the whole go say hi to your 25 dias because that's right. Mm -hmm. So how do I know my kids? Okay, yeah, we'll do it. But some kids are like, no, uh, why do we have to? Why do I have to kiss my tia? I don't want to. That's.
3: Right. Uh, so how then you we, we find want, a
6: balance? And we want them to have good boundaries. Yeah. Right.
3: Yes. And be able yes. to say
6: no. So it is a fine tune. But again, maybe going back to the why, explaining to them culturally what does that mean and how different cultures salute and what that means and how it might be perceived in that culture as rude. Mm -hmm. And how, you know, different contexts, if we go to China and they say hello and they say hello a certain way, it's going to be, you know, we decide not to do that, that that's going to be perceived as rude. Is there something that we might adapt to in a culture in order Mm -hmm. to be able to accommodate to them? So being open to learning more about the other cultures. Mm
0: -hmm.
7: Yeah. I mean, you know, in Puerto Rico, we greet our elders in the United States or in Puerto Rico. But the Puerto Rican tradition is when we walk into a home, we greet our elders. Bendición. Yeah, mm-hmm. they respond with "Que Dios te acompañe, que Dios te bendiga." My son is half Puerto Rican and half Mexican, where that is not practiced.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
7: but interesting, like in the last ten years, his grandmother on his Mexican side has now responded with "Que Dios te acompañe, mi hijo." Yeah, rest right? yeah, for sure. Right. But look, I'm going to be honest with you, and I again, I'm speaking of my households that I'm involved in. Uh, in my home and in my son's home, a child or a kid, basically anybody considered a kid, I would say probably, you know, the 20 year olds still do it, but 18 and under, if you walk into that house, they do not care. Uh, you will greet each and every person. You will, you know, they, they just, it's not, not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just not going to happen. I've seen the little bit of pressure that I've, Observed my son sometimes and watched him. You can tell that he's like, man, this is like the 32nd person I've had to say don't <laughs> But the women of the home are not going to accept that. Yeah. And I mean, I, I look at my son like I love to back you up, but we'll all get we'll all get stomped. We'll all get hit with tamales. <laughs> you know, we will. You know, there'll be there'll be tamales yeah. and pateles flying here in a minute, you know? So let's just do what we gotta do and get it over with. I mean, look, thirty seven Dias it later. It's you... in a
3: while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
7: And so, you know, uh uh the same thing with prayer, right? You know, yes. my son prays for all his meals anywhere he goes. I'm not gonna take that away from him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's told me. Dad, the kids at school, they 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 kind of make fun of you. I said, Well, you know what? Pray for him. Mm-hmm. i mean i don't I don't tell you, but it's no big deal, yeah. you know you don't have to turn Billy Graham at the table either, Mikey. Yeah. <laughs> you can pray to yourself, yes. you know what I mean, yeah, yeah, great discussion
5: for sure. uh Dr Lisa, I want to ask you this uh what small actions can people do to increase their poise if that's what they want to?
6: What small actions can people do to increase their poise? Yes, jeez, that's a good one. I mean, let's just start with the thank you and the Standing up straight and mm-hmm. looking at people in the eyes. Again, in some countries and some cultures, <laughs> looking at people directly in their eyes is esteemed as rude. Mm-hmm. But those some just some social skills. I think when I was hearing you, I was thinking about how we are off raising a generation that has very poor social skills because mm-hmm. they're constantly on a device. Yes, and I see it constantly. You go to a restaurant and they're just you know they're not even looking at each other or talking. Yeah. Communication is accepted primarily through digital forms, and so so much is missed. And so I think. going back to the basics shaking hands being firm about it looking at people in the eyes when they're talking to you not yeah. not flipping on their phone and being rude you know what ideas do you have? This
7: works. <laughs> Mikey? I, I would get very upset at my son about being on his device. It mm-hmm. uh, yeah. bothered me when an adult would approach him and he was on the device and would not uh, look at the adult in the eyes. Then I had to remind myself I gave him the device. Yeah.
6: How we... about when you have a meeting, oh, my goodness, this thing drives me crazy and people are on their phone. And it's, Yeah. Oh, yeah.
7: Is... <laughs> Here's one for the ladies, if I may. <laughs> Here's one for the ladies specifically, if I may. Maybe you've had the same problem on stage. Not problem because it's not a problem. Maybe you've had the same issue on stage. Okay. Sometimes... You know, uh, if I have the opportunity to before and I'm going to introduce a professional yeah. on the stage. Yeah. I will often, if I get a chance, ask that person, do you want to be hugged or should I just shake your hand? Because that's become a little awkward. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah on yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The same thing with meetings. I'll walk into a meeting and I'll shake hands, but I could sense that sometimes they'll lean in a little bit. Like, yeah. as, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what is, you know, what is the etiquette? Because Latinos, it's yes. OK. You can yeah. go to any meeting in Venezuela, Puerto Rico, Mexico, Cuba, Venezuela, Argentina. And you're and gonna get a hug done. and a kiss. Yeah. yeah. Even if they don't know you. You're yeah. in a corporate room in the United States. You're uh. gonna go to HR. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're, you're yes. What, you're going what are to HR. you doing? <laughs> what, what is it? What do we do? Yeah.
6: Uh, such such you question. Question.
0: have play it safe. safe. Handshake.
7: Yeah. There it is. You but
6: I like to. your idea, I ask before you.
7: I, if I get the opportunity, uh, like if I'm going to introduce a professor I'll always yeah. say, do you want a handshake or do you want to be hugged? What do you want? And then, you know, because I've had some come up to me, oh, my God, good to see you. Yeah. And then I've had yeah. some come sure. up to me and they're like at a distance, you know, and I'm like, OK. Yeah.
0: And you'll feel that, too. When they're at a distance, yeah. you will feel it and you're like, yeah. oh, OK. Yeah. Yeah. You, and
6: you just respect that fine line yeah. or that. Personal
7: boundaries. Yeah. So.
6: yeah it's yeah. that whole thing is we're talking about is being self-aware, mm-hmm. then being able to have a sense or a compass of being able to negotiate your environment and adapt and not be so rigid, right?
3: Always exactly. doing
6: the same thing. It's being able to read the culture that you're in and responding to it appropriately.
7: Mm-hmm. I also think myself in terms of the cultural aspect. I will often ask, listen, I've got to learn. If I'm going to learn it, it may as well be from somebody from that culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what is the appropriate way to greet you? What is the appropriate way to greet you, whether it is whether I'm speaking to a Middle Eastern person or a Japanese yeah. person or something? Well, let me know. Now I know it's not going to happen again. Lesson, You know. Yeah and you learn as you go. Yeah, that's You it. learn as you that's go. And you it. make
6: mistakes and you apologize
7: <laughs> yeah. when you make them. No, that's, that's, it. Right. Yeah.
6: that's right.
0: Alright, well, that was a great discussion. Dr. Alicia, what's our takeaway for today?
6: Lots of great nuggets. I would say the first one is let's teach our kids good manners. Yes. Yay! Put yeah. it up on the refrigerator wall, constantly reminding them please and thank you and don't interrupt. Let's not take that away from them. And the second thing in those manners is really teaching them for forgiveness and the value of forgiveness is so important for their well-being as well as for their future relationships. And the third is adapt to your environment. Teach them how to know who they are, know what they want, and then be able to conduct themselves according to the context in which they live. For sure. Well, thank you for that.
5: Mikey O, thank you so much for hanging out with us oh, today. Oh, thank what? you
7: guys. Always a pleasure. And thank you so much for the work you guys do. This is really, really, really great discussion and a lot to be taken from. Thank you.
5: I'd like to know how we can uh, follow your work and what's yeah. up next with the Mikey O Enterprise.
7: So, yeah. So, Mikey O, <laughs> Comedy.com. We've got a lot of great stuff coming. This is an amazing week for comedy here in, in Chicago. But uh, you can always follow our shows, ww.mikeyocomedy.com and uh come on out. My shows all finish the same way. Post a positive and don't let hate infect your hearts and have a great time. Great stuff.
0: Love it. Well, that ends this episode of The Struggle is Real. Remember to rate our podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud.
7: Of course,
5: additional resources can be found at Family Bridges USA. Org. And you can stay connected via social media with the hashtag, The Struggle Is Real, or simply hashtag TSIR.
0: Thanks for joining us. We're Veronica Avila.
5: Omar Ramos.
0: And Dr. Alicia Laos. Till next time. This was The Struggle Is Real by Family Bridges. For more ideas on parenting, get your copy of The Struggle Is Real by Drs. Paul Meyer and Alicia Laos on FamilyBridgesUSA.com.